Welcome to the Stick Fighting Podcast. The only podcast where the worlds of hurling and fighting collide. Follow us on Instagram at Buzz. And add me at the Second Out Pod to access all episodes of the podcast and bits and pieces. Spread the word and tell everyone you know. You can enjoy the episode. Sound lads. Um, right. We may as well start on Jake and Jake Paul and um, Tommy Fury. That pussy. Fucking, I, like, I had faith in him until I saw this. This is... There's no, there's no getting the first out of place. this. He had excuses for stuff before. There's no getting out of this. This is... It's... I don't know what... Give us your take. He on. was absolutely... And as well, yesterday, he was absolutely raving um, class to a shields. Uh, who was, um, she's a women's four-time division world champion in boxing. She's actually decent. And uh, she lost the first, she lost the second MMA fight there yesterday um, by split decision. I saw Wednesday night on split decision. And Jake starts to go at her and she's, and he's like, oh, you're a pussy and all this and you're not a good fighter and all. But like, then she comes out and absolutely whips into him and says that there's literally contract clauses that you have in your contract saying to your opponents that you are now, you're not allowed to knock me out. So how is that even fair, you know? How, how can you say that in a contract clause that you're not allowed to knock me out? How are you, how are you allowed to go into a fight and not be knocked out? Like, um, it's money. It's disgusting. It's money. That's what it is. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't care. Let him fight. And people give out about the YouTubers thing fighting. But, like, let him fight. But, like, if he gets knocked out, he gets knocked out. You can't get sued for knocking someone out in a fight. Like, it's a fight. The last time. The, the last time. Fucking, um... Woodley had him against the ropes round four yeah. through a beautiful right hand I saw hit that. him right there on the centre of the nose and dropped him against the ropes Jake was held up by the ropes dropped him and Woodley didn't put on the pressure and that's 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 what happened it's that he the contract clause was the, the, uh, the contracts obviously won't be released to say oh it, this actually was in the contract that's never going to happen we know as like kind of a fact if you get me and if the listeners get me as well it's kind of a fact that Woodley was not allowed to knock Jake Paul out because he was you know this big this big multi-millionaire oh yeah. look at me I'm trying to promote boxing and he has his own he has his own boxing promotion as well called um, Most Valuable Promotions it's stupid promotion altogether um, but I don't know like I'd say Tommy now I don't like I'd Jake Tommy... Paul if you ever hear this Jake Paul if you ever hear this you probably won't go fuck yourself I don't know what Tommy is thinking now. I'd say Tommy, like, who wants... Like, Jake Paul, all he does... This really annoys me. Like, he says, oh, Tommy is 7-0. and oh. And then he starts... He says he's not good enough for me. And then he starts naming people who are 3-0 and oh, and actually 0 and 0-1 oh and one who've lost fights. And they said they'd be Apparently he's fit. fighting Nate Diaz next. No, he's not. He's going to pussy out as well. If he pussies oh out from God. Tommy Fury, yeah. like, there's no way he's not fighting Nate Diaz. So far, he's fought a basketball player. Okay. He's for an MMA reject, Ben Asko, a retired MMA reject 50. who was uh, a division, a four division, uh, I mean, a, a world champion in four other promotions, with, uh, including the UFC, which was, I think it was one, one championship, Bellator, I think, um, UFC, and I can't remember the other one. I think it was another Asian promotion. Anyways, and this man was old and retired, you know, Askren had his, his glory days and he was a good wrestler. He was an absolutely amazing wrestler when he had his glory days. And, you know, he came to the end, you know, every fighter has, um, has his end. And, you know, he was going into retirement and he, and he wanted to enjoy the time with his wife and his kids. And, you know, he wanted to enjoy that nice time. And then Jay Paul calls him out. He's like, oh, do you want to fight me? And then Askren's like, mm, no. But then he comes back. He's like, oh, yeah, because but Paul's people are like, oh, yeah, we'll give you a shit ton of money to just take a shot, uh, slip and then get dropped. 
referee counts you out, you get a load of money inside two minutes, two and a half minutes, and you go home happy. And they both signed the contract. Jake Paul went in there, Ben Asker went in there, knowing that what was going to happen. And, you know, the rest is fucking history. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's, that's actually interesting enough about fighters in their prime. Like Canelo said, it, I, I don't know, was this a few weeks ago? It was a few days ago. And he said it about Floyd. He said, like, you'd never fight me in my prime. Like, like Floyd and Canelo, I don't know. What, I think Floyd was kind of in his prime. When Canelo they would knock Floyd out in his prime. He would knock him you think? out. So you think Pride... Oh, he, he'd clean him. So you think Prime Floyd is better than Prime... Or sorry, Prime Canelo is better than Prime Floyd. Yeah, yeah. How many fights? What What was... What's um, Canelo's... 60-something fights. And has he... Is he... He's not unbeaten, is he? He's only, He only lost once in his professional career... And that's to Floyd Mayweather by decision. By decision, and that did that go to the last? That went to the last round and all. Yeah. Oh, nice. And how yeah. many? What, what is Floyd then? Is he 50? Floyd? He he retired. He retired at a perfect fifty and zero, but he fought bums within the first half of his career. Oh, did he? He fought literal cans. He fought people that were like zero and 12, 1 and six. These kind of stupid records just to build his record up, and then he kind of started getting the money fights, and then he fought Miguel Cotto, he he fought Pacquiao, um, Pacquiao, he fought Canelo, he fought uh, Marquez, he fought De La Hoya, he or uh, he fought um what was the lad from Argentina, uh he, he some some lad from oh Maidana, uh, Marcus Maidana, he fought him, um Maidana nearly uh, clattered him, uh, he fought Shane Mosley. Um, he fought a lot of people and he retired at 50 and 0. Um, he fought McGregor obviously back in 2017, that was his last professional career fight. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'd like to see them fight both in their primes. It's pity, like, that's like kind of like you want to see like Tyson, Mike Tyson, and um, thing Ali fighting their primes. Ali, yeah, that'd be they were such good friends, they were such good friends, yeah, they were, yeah, and the amount of respect that Tyson treated. Um, Ali with was absolutely amazing. I remember seeing um, a video on us. Uh, Ali was on a talk show and he was old, he was fair, you know, the way, like, as if you can see in the camera there, like, you know, the way he had um, Parkinson's disease, you know, he was shaking a lot. Yeah. He was on he was on the chair and he was shaking a lot like this. And his, uh, I think it was his wife or his, um, his daughter was beside him, anyways. And he was like, kind of, you know, just supporting Ali, just like holding his hand and trying to like keep him calm. And next minute, Tyson comes out. And he's like, oh, what's up? And Ali looked absolutely stunned. And he was like, he couldn't talk. He, like, he didn't talk, but he looked... Uh, you could see in his eyes, he looked absolutely stunned. He's like, that's that's my Tyson, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then oh, I think backstage, they hugged it out and all that. Um, uh, Tyson hugged um, Ali, and it was all good. And um, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. They are two kind of goats. Like, people say there can only be one goat, but I think in boxing... They are the two goals. Like it's very hard to beat them. Like Tyson, I've never seen someone box as fast, like as fast and as powerful as Tyson. Mm. Like Jesus, I've never seen. But Ali, yeah, Ali in his day was probably one of the best as well. In fairness, um, now UFC two six seven is going to be a serious fucking weekend. Well, it's it's Dana White has pulled his head out of his ass and he's actually put the times on at a good British time, uh, British Irish uh, time. To yeah. first actually watch it instead of four o'clock in the morning. Well done. Yeah, Dana. exactly. Well, the thing is though, isn't there like I was watching it. And I think there's like fifteen fights, so maybe like all the real small time ones will be on at like four. So the preliminary card starts at half three. Right, and when half when three, did, like... and that gets kicked off with uh, Tega Ulabov and Alan 
Nas Kamento. Um Tiger is thirteen and one and Allen is seventeen and five. And um when is like the main like card, I suppose like like main card starts at seven o'clock. That's actually good. Who's that who's starting on the main card first? Uh Magomed uh Magomed. You know the the guy, the Russian guy. Oh Makachev. Yeah, no no Magomed uh, Akinelov. Oh Akinelov. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And who oh yeah. And when so what the main who what's your kind of what fight are you looking forward to most in UFC two? Uh where is he? Um Andrzej Petrowski, if he's actually shown up in this card. Yeah, it's Andrzej Petrowski I'm looking forward to. Um, he's an absolutely brilliant fighter. He's just fresh out of the, of the ultimate fighter. And um, I think he's going to go and he's going to put on a show and he's going to knock the man out that he has. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to Makachev and Hooker. Like, even Hooker... The, like the class of the man that he took, he took the fight like so late as well. The fact, yeah, that he, he took it on three weeks' notice, three weeks' notice. Like, so, yeah, yeah. like obviously, there's no one going to be giving him excuses if he loses. Like, still, he has to win. But I think Makachev, yeah. like, I haven't really seen much of him, but like, he obviously like, under Khabib's wing, like, he's not going to be, he's not going to be he's too 20 and one. He's what 20 and one, 20 wins, one loss already. Yeah, I've never heard, yeah. I've never heard of him before, like, two months ago. Jeez, I yeah. don't know. I obviously am just having I mean, head buried in the I, I, I cast, I, I, I heard a small bit about him, if you get me. And then obviously when Khabib took him under his, his, um, his wing, I was like, oh, this guy must be the next Khabib or, you know, the, the next big thing coming out of the, the Khabib camp. Yeah, I think he is, yeah. And uh, another Russian lad, Chimev. I think that's how you pronounce it, Chimev. Um, Which one? Um, Islam, no, Makachev. No, not Makachev. Uh, C H I M A E. Oh, Kazma, Kazma, yeah, the the Swedish man. Oh, not Swedish. No, he's another Russian lad. Kazma, Kazma Chimav. Chimav, yeah. Yeah, he's he's Swedish. Is he? Yeah, he's Swedish. Oh, I just assumed by the beard that he was Russian. Oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I I knew. I actually looked up where he was from, and he was from uh, Sweden. Oh right. Oh, sorry. I just assumed. Yeah, he looked like yeah, he looked yeah, like no. Khabib and Islam. He just looks exactly the same as him. Um, like we've the likes of like Akla, um, Akhlev, the the guy that's there again, and we have Chimahav, we have Volkov, we've Makachev, we've Hooker, we've Sanhagen, Peter Yan, uh, Blahovic, uh, and then we have Texera as well. Like that's the main. That's kind of the main fight, I'd say. Is it like that's, the yeah. Yeah, two title fights. The co-main is the Peter Yan versus Corey Sanhagen for the bantamweight title, and then the light heavyweight title Blahovich against Texera. Light heavyweight, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who you t- Who would you back for that? Would you back Blahovich? Blahovich second round, um, K- wait third round KO and Peter Yan by majority decision. Right, I'm surprised. Yeah. I saw. Was like if if Adesanya, so Israel Adesanya, if he was if he had a bet Blakovich in the last fight, would he be fighting Glover tomorrow night? Yep. Uh, yeah. We would have seen we, that that would have been seen to to what Adesanya because Adesanya has obviously a say, a small say on who he wants to fight, and I think he would have gone for someone younger and someone in the top, uh, certainly in the top five, obviously. But I think he would have gone for someone other than um, Glover. I think he would have and- gone for someone completely different. And who do you think he'd fight next? Oh, yeah, back down to the middleweights. I think he wants Robert Whitaker next. Uh, put Robert. round two on uh, Whitaker because he knocked Whitaker out in the second round of their of their first fight. Yeah. Um, 
So he could either fight uh, Whitaker, he could fight Cannonier, he could fight Bronson, he could fight Paulo Costa. And um, he see, I don't know, does he still want Yo Romero or, or is Romero kind of gone or is he? I, I actually, I don't know uh, what's happening with Romero at the moment. I know um, it was, was a Kevin Gaslam or no, it wasn't Kevin Gaslam. He was signed, the, someone signed a contract to Bare Knuckle Fight Club. On really? Some of them, yeah, I can't remember who it was. I'll get back to you on that later on. Yeah. Um, but if he, if he, and then within the top 10, like if you're looking, there's, there's this, uh, I think the middleweight divisions is one of the best divisions to look at. You have the likes of obviously Costa, you have Jack Manson, you have Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland actually came out of, uh, as he said, in his, in his first few fights, one of his first few fights interviews after he won his, I think it was last fight, the fight before that. If he didn't start UFC, if he didn't start, no, not the UFC, if he didn't start martial arts, he either would have been in a meth van, he would have been like making meth, or he would have been in prison. Um, so that, that's pretty. Um, that, that's a, that's a life change. You have Darren Till, you have Kevin Gassum, you have Uriah Hall, you have Brad Tavares, Chris Weidman, Kevin Holland. Like the list goes on and on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting now stuff. But yeah, I think UFC two six seven. There's not any like the perceived huge names in it. Like there's no Poirier. There's none of the big, really big, like exciting names. But like it's still, I'd say it's it's still going to be very good. Like it's going to be serious. Like. Like, hope, like my favorite fight definitely is Makachev and Hooker. Hopefully, it's not at like two in the morning, like it usually is. But uh, no, it won't. It won't. It'll be on British time. You, you can you it? can watch it easily. Thank the Lord. And while well, I'll get that on the laptop, obviously. Wait, can you or can you to, get it to le- legal legal streams? Yeah, some chance. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely be paying for it. Anna. Um, yeah, definitely. You're definitely paying twenty four ninety nine for a UFC. Yeah, stream. yeah, definitely. Yeah, some fucking chance. Um, is that all with the fighting this week? Is that yeah. all? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not going to speak anymore about Jake Paul. I don't want to waste any more of my breath on it. So, I don't know. It's hard to know, though. I like, I think he can't come back from this. I think, like, I think he's actually ruined his reputation in one fucking act. Genuinely, uh, everyone hates him. Everyone hates him. So, like, the thing is, I had some bit of respect from him before, like a sliver of respect, but like, obviously, he's obviously taken that away now. I was looking at Instagram the last day and it was just like, I looked up like hashtag Jay Paul and the amount of shit that was on that, that hashtag, it's like people just licking his ass and people that don't know any more about boxing than the next casual, if you get me. And shout out, shout out Johnny Rashman, the one of the best um, box, um, one of the best broadcasters, if you want to call him that, for boxing. He He has the same mindset as me for... For uh, for Jake Paul, we just but uh, I I hate Jake Paul. It's simple as that. It's just because what what he's done to to the sport. He's he's trying to drive this sport to the ground in a way that he's fighting just absolute bums and he's he's calling out people he shouldn't be calling out. Um, I remember he called out um uh, and actually an amazing Irish boxer who's recently signed to Frank Warren Promotions, uh, Dylan Morn, uh, fifteen one, absolutely amazing Irish boxer. Um. I reposted one of his. Well, I posted uh, his fight news there last Friday on the seconds out page, and uh, he actually gave me a like back, which is nice. And he said thanks, so I, I appreciate that. But um, Jake Paul called him out. I mean, if you ever remember, he called out an Irish boxer, and that was that was Dylan Moran. He said, "Oh, you're this and you're that, and you're shit, and Lick McGregor's lick, um, you're licking McGregor's ass and all this, and you're only a spam partner for these certain 
reasons and all this. My aunt comes back at him and he's like, if you want to fight, let's fight. I'll get you in the Mayweather gym. We'll do dog doghouse rounds. It's basically no stopping. You, you put no no timer. Two, he's getting to the ring. No timer on the bell at all. And it's the last man standing that wins. And Jake Paul said nothing after because he knew that if he stepped in that ring, he would have had his head taken clean off. Of course he would have, yeah. Sure, like it's it's not a doubt. Of course he would have. Like he can fight. Like he's not a bad. To be fair, like they're actually not bad fighters. Like like the fact Logan, I probably have more respect for Logan though because Jake just talks yeah. out his arse. But like Logan, to be fair, went. I know Floyd's like probably like forties, but he did actually like fight with him and he like made it a respectable fight. So to be fair, like I'd have more respect for Logan because Logan doesn't do as much stupid crap as as Jake does. You know, you'd have a bit of respect from. My, my screen has gone there um but but um yeah i, I don't know is there anything else to the gas side of it yeah i might go on to the gas if my fucking yeah. camera has gone there i don't know what the story is am i it's I, funny you, uh, what i'm looking at at the moment i'll send you a picture in, in a minute what, what i'm looking at oh yeah i think i can see it yeah <laughs> right there you go anyways but um no we'll get on to the gas side of things so uh, as as you do um yeah so henry's the new golly boss i know he's been the boss for the boss for a week but there was like obviously it was a, a bit of a weird day like it was kind of head to head i don't know where you're watching that on instagram and all but like it was kind of head to head with him and davy and like it said i was looking at it at like 11 o'clock in the morning it was like right davy is like three quarters way has the job the clear yeah. echo and stuff said that and i was like right grand davy's in and something else to keep him occupied and then obviously then they big fucking u-turn henry shefflin gets the job who literally had never Done. been Dan, we've breaking news. What's that? Conor McGregor is set to fight in a wheelchair uh, in a charity bout in December. In a um, wheelchair? Yes. What? Yeah. So uh, basically, uh, this comedian called uh, Sir Steve-O Timothy, um, he's, he's a comedian from Galway. Anyways, he, he did this did these uh, these uh, bouts for the Irish Wheelchair Association. Now, fair play to him. He made tons of money for the Irish uh, Wheelchair Association to... Uh, raise awareness on um, raise awareness on, on you know people in wheelchairs you know the how how they get treat treat so disrespectfully and all that and how how to help that anyway so you got a bunch of celeb you know a few lads together and um, you know he had them so he had the likes of John Connors the actor he had um, you know MC Dacent yeah yeah he had MC Dacent there he had uh, you know the Black Paddy Black Paddy yeah. I, he had Ricky Hatton there. Jeez, he's getting another big yeah. name. Yeah, he got Ricky Hatton absolutely locked because uh, Ricky Hatton was judging. And he got Hatton locked on Guinness. Um, that was actually so funny to watch. He had Artem Lopov, the, the GOAT. Um, who else? Uh, there was rumours about Buff Egan being there, but Buff uh, actually never showed up. Um, right there. Uh, he had, you know, he had, he had Paddy Bounds as well. Um, he fought Paddy Bounds. So, yeah, I think they're doing a second bout of that, which is mad. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, as you were saying, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, you're all right. You're all right. Um, yeah, so um, Henry got the job, but uh, Davey, I don't know was Davey. He was on the late, late, like the nice Henry got the job, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know was he that. It's obviously Davey's been involved in like GA, like either playing or managing for like 32 years straight. So, like, obviously, I don't know what he's going to do. The winters are going to be fairly lonely now. I don't know what he's going to do. Um, but yeah, he's kind of gone out with that. But yeah, Henry's going to take that over now. How do you feel like Kenny Man being in charge of Galway? I, I, I think to be honest, um, 
I think we kind of needed we needed a lift up from what happened within the last few you know if month you know to months you know with um with our, our former manager leaving us and now you know Shefflin like an absolute goal of of the game has come to has come to save us um, and I thought as well that um, that David Fitzgerald was gonna was gonna take us over. Did Davy talk much uh, in the interview on the late late show about going? Did he say Did, much? He was like, ah, uh, you know the way they never really say Anton. He was kind of like, look, yeah. they, he had a few meetings with them and he kind of said, look, he thought he had a chance of getting the job. But he said, look, there was no hassle. There was no, he said there was no. Um, now, one thing he said now that I noticed, he was like, there's no hard feelings on my side anyway. So I don't know, was there a bit of a, something? I don't know why he had to say it. I, there was something that he said. He said that and it was a few little bits he said that maybe showed there was a bit of a row between him and Shefflin. And maybe that's only me guessing. But yeah, he didn't get the job in it. But I would have thought he'd be a better fit now than Shefflin. Now, not that I know Atten, but yeah, I would have thought just slightly. Now, I wouldn't have thought Shefflin hasn't had a whole lot of experience. I would have just thought that Davey like, has a good bit of experience under his belt. Like maybe, I know, and in fairness, like, Nah, that's sorry, that's actually wrong. Henry has a lot of experience because he fucking got belly hailed with two All Irelands in a row. So that's that was wrong. That was a bad statement by me. But yeah, I, I don't know. Best luck to him, but I would have thought Dave would be a better choice. Did you uh do what did you think when the news first broke? Um I was I was surprised. I've never been as shocked to see a new man. Like it was literally so out of the blue, because like, do you know the way like when they're getting a new manager they like say the yeah. top three to get top three most likely to get the job and Henry wasn't in yeah. that top three it's like when they named Henry at like four o'clock saying he's like like just about to be confirmed to be the manager everyone was like what the fuck where'd you get that from like and it was literally out of nowhere like physically like never mentioned never associated with the job just like I don't know like why they kept it's kind of like an quiet. underground job it's like an underground job yeah like it came so out of the blue like I can't yeah. explain like it was just like literally no one expected it but um mm. But yeah, best luck to Henry. In fairness, he'd be a good old lad. Uh, I'd say he'd do a good job. To be fair, like he, like he knows he know he know his hurling. Like so, I'd say he'd do a good job. Yeah. In fairness, but yeah, do you know I'd... what? He's he, he's the goat of the game, and I I I'm just gonna leave it to him. I'm not gonna set any too high expectations at all for my for my beliefs about you know. I've obviously my friends know this as well that um since Galway have lost the Liam McCarthy within the past. Uh, a few years to to Limerick, and then we've obviously we've got dropped to the, the quarterfinals as well. And you know, I've always I've always had this this saying: every single year we lose, I just say, you know, Liam McCarthy comes home to go away next year. Yeah, and I think I, I I think you know that does that slight bit of you know excitement that you know we have a new manager. And but you know, with with every new manager, there's time. You have to take time to settle in with the players and see how that chemistry. You have to build that certain type of chemistry again. You know, it's not going to be the same with an old manager as a new manager. You have to set that new chemistry, see how the players blend in with the manager and all that stuff. Now, I know, I know, I may sound talking like a guy expert, which again, you know, I am, I'm far from that. You know, Dan, that's that's you in compared, you know, to it's the same with the fight. You know, I I'm the expert out of two of us, yeah, and, and yeah, you're the yeah. guy expert, but. Um, so people don't be coming at me at all, or don't be coming at Dan <laughs> at all. You know, the, the two of us are just here for a bit of crack. But anyways, you know, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be um, a bit of a challenge. But I think we'll get through it, and I think that Liam are gonna be on the way within the next few years, two years max, to back home to to Galway City. Yeah, next few centuries. Hopefully, bring it home. Hopefully, centuries. <laughs> um, who do you think now? Twenty. Who would you? Predict now 2022 for the bring Lee McCarthy home. That's 
that's tough because, like, who are the top contenders at the moment? Limerick. Do you think? In my opinion now, well, Limerick are probably top because obviously they've won like two in a row and they like they like no one really yeah. came near them last year. I would say Tip, but I probably have a bit of bias because like my old friend would be from Tip, but I'd say Tip Kilkenny what, uh, from, tip. on Tip. Uh, he's from um from Tur- near Turles. Now Turles would be the main town near him, oh, but Littleton is two Johnny's there. country. Yeah, two Johnny's country. Yeah. Um. So yeah, who who else like? Galway maybe if Galway come back you never know Henry could just transform them and turn them into a fucking beast like so you never know but yeah I'd say Limerick I'll go with Tip Cork Tip yeah so there's yeah there's a few Galway have a chance now I don't need to win All-Ireland but definitely Henry now can win them in All-Ireland I would think because Henry is a winner like you know I'm going to give my since we're on the, the we're on that kind of that southwest kind of you know that that, uh, that border so I'm going to give my shout out to to Clownbridge you know, as, as I said earlier on. Um, so, Clownbridge, GA under 15th, uh, have won the failed Division 1 hurling title after beating Ballygunner from Waterford by 313 to 1-5 in uh, yesterday evening's uh, final at Semple Stadium. Only Lock Ray and Turlock Moore have won the title before and brought it home to County Galway. Uh, Aaron Island put in a man of the match display for Clownbridge, scored an incredible 2 9, 2 5 in play, and 4 threes. Ronan Murphy scored a goal with with points for Caleb Fleetwood, Sean Murphy, Dylan Martin, and Connor Fell. The team will be making that way home later as they did. And I saw a uh, bit and piece of footage online, and it looks like they had an absolutely amazing time. There, there was fires burning, there was you know, there was bits and pieces in there as well. But you know, that's the way you celebrate the failure. That's you celebrate, yeah. So only a third team in Galway to to do it. That's yeah, that's fair yeah. going. That's uh, Kappa, yeah. Kappa to bring home a failure. Could we make that happen? Uh maybe. Not in the next five years, though. I wouldn't think. I'd be very surprised. We just don't we don't have the culture. Uh, maybe it's Kildare, but maybe Kappa even more. We probably don't have the culture of hurling yet. But Kildare don't yeah. have it either. Like over in Galway, like obviously they have football as well, but Gal it's all about the culture. Like, it's not about your population and shit. Like, but it's just the day, like over there, like I've been in Galway a few times. I've been in Portumna. Like they sell Hurleys in like the centre and all the main little shops. Like, like, you know, we sell fucking You don't sweet. get that here. No, you don't get it. No, Kilkenny, it's all they care about. Tip, Cork, like it's, it's a religion. Like that's, that's why they're always better than us. Like we, people say, oh, should you get more money than us? Oh, this shit. Like they don't. It's sure, just like a... I, I walked into loads of Galway news agents, like, you know, from Owen Moore to you know to um one more to go city you know out to out to tomb and then you know out to Kinvau and all that and every single news agent that i went into had either hurls or footballs inside the main door yeah that's that's the thing like in not that i'm like against any of this but like in kildare i think we've nearly turned a bit into dublin like i think we've nearly i don't know i think like in the country like we're maybe kind of probably urbanized like the likes of like yeah. likes of Calair. this is probably getting a bit political but like out in Galway tip core like it's just hurling and sport like that they've not obviously they have more to life out there as well like but I think like maybe we have too many options in here maybe sport is just kind of beneath some people I don't know yeah but like I, it, I think like, uh, like myself Dan when I you know when I go back to Galway you know I find I find life a bit more relaxed you know it, it comes at a more of a slower pace Whereas up here, you know, it's, 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 you know, pacey, you know, it's, it's on, it's on the deck, you know, you, you're always running to something, you know, whether it be your job or, you know, something else in life that, that you have to go to. But in Galway, I find myself that it's just, it's a lot more relaxed and it's a lot more slow paced, which I, which I love. And then obviously, you know, out in the, 
out in the countryside and out near Clown Bridge, out near Killeen, out near, you know, the 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 back road to Tomb, you, you'd find lads that'd be poking around the ball and you, you wouldn't see the phones for sites for hours. Like, if you get me, it'd literally be a ball and two hurls on a wall, you know? Yeah, we need we need to learn a bit from them, I think. Because, like... Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Sure, look at Um... I may fucking get going. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's 26. Oh, sorry. I thought it was 27. Um, but yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, do, you to, do you want to do a debate topic? Has Hurling gone soft? Yeah, we'll actually finish on that. Yeah, sure. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to start or will I start? So I think, to be honest, Hurling, what I've seen from, you know, the, the hundreds of news reports on, on the 6-1 news and, you know, what have you, you know, when you'd be tipping in and out of, uh, of hurling on football and the newspapers and, you know, watching, seeing it on the newspapers and watching it on the, on the telly, you know, the one or two matches, CNOT on the Sunday and TG Cahill and all this. I, I don't think it's gone soft. I think it's the same as it's been for the past, since it's, since it's been born. It's, it, there's still that same fire between every single competitor in that game that there's you know the hurling game that there, there is that that same competition fire you know everyone wants to win there's no room for losers really in that I think there's there's more of a there's more of that modern side brought into especially with the managers that they, they want to instill that there's no there's no room for losing especially the seniors that you have to win if, if you lose you know it's it's game over and it's it's go back to the drawing board again um you know and I, I think no it hasn't it's it's I, I think, you know, again, it's relying off that. Do you still have that fire? Is that heat still in you that you still want to win as bad as you did? Or that that county wants to win as bad as they did 100 to 200 years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the fire to win and all is still in, in every team. Like, but I don't know, like the refs, like the ref and I think it like, like I can't say much because I'm a fucking tragic ref, but like some of the ref and like, like, if you're reffing an under eights or nines match, like, which I would usually do, like, a lad would swing in a hurl and whatever, you get the ball, and, like, the young lad or young girl, like, might go down and fucking be holding her arm or whatever and, you know, get free or whatever. But, like, I I think I blow the whistle about 10 times in the game, about 10, 11 times in the game. Now, that's obviously not excluding when you when there's a score or whatever. But, like, sometimes, some refs, like, I think I think I read something, the one ref blew the whistle, like, 60, 70 times. Like, and, and they're all for little tiny 70 taps. times? I heard 70 times, yeah, which is once, that's once, now this is for a county game, this is once every minute. Yeah. Now that's, oh, that's not Christ. the game. That's, that's just slowing the game down altogether. That's yeah, like no. NFL, slowing yeah. the game down altogether. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it, it has gone slightly softer. Like if you look over every year, it's just got slightly more, like there's even diving creeping in a slight bit, like very little, but there is like bits of simulation. It's so funny the way, I know they're completely, two completely different sports, but boxing refs are just, they just let the fight flow. Now there's, 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 there's the odd ref where they step in on, on the, on the, on just the stupidest things on, you know, a slight punch just below the gear that, you know, some referees are just allowed. It's just an inch or two below the waist or below the, below the belts where, you know, it's okay to hit, but you know, it's, it's not too far from that, the area where you shouldn't be hitting if you get me. Yeah, but, and yeah, then yeah. there's the, the referees like, um, uh, like even, even for the UFC as well, like Herb Dean from the UFC um, Kenny Bayless um uh, Kenny Bayless uh, from boxing, he was done multiple world title bouts, not high amount of world title bouts that he's uh, that he's reffed, and he just lets lets the fight flow. He lets the boxers do whatever that they, they have to do, you know. And the only way he'd step in was if there was um, 
a low blow back of, back of the head or below the um below the guard or he'd step in if uh they were like if they were like you know they were holding together and um, if they're hugging if you know some people like to call it that i just you know and if they're hugging and then uh, they separate them, if they're clinching and then he separates them and he just lets them go on. That, But that's how simple it is compared to, you know, in our game. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like it is. It, they, I suppose over the years, it probably does get a bit more like refined. Like it's not just just cavemen going at each other anymore. Um, but What's yeah. it like in the dressing room at half time? Would there be much of a like? Would there be much of a a coach kind of thing? And the coach would be kind of shout at you, be like, "Lads, you are down at like a few points at half time," or they'd just be like chill and he'd be like, "Oh, you know, lads, come on, just you know, up it a bit more in a chill way." Or is there kind of different coaches like that? Well, yeah, like every coach is different. It's kind of something I always kind of wanted to be a coach, like when I'm finished playing. But I remember one time, um, we were playing a game, and this is like a junior game, and this is back when I played football. And uh, the manager, fierce sound fella, like and really good football guy. And anyway, we were I was on the bench now, but this was a fucking freeze. And this was a few years ago, it was March or something, but it was I think it was nearly like sleet at halftime. We all what? came in, we all came into the dressing rooms, and um obviously we were getting paced. Like, no, we we're not getting pasted, but we should have been winning. Kind of, I was on half, yeah, should have been ahead, like yeah. So basically we go into the dressing rooms and we all sit down and we're kind of, everyone kind of knows, you know what you expect someone, you're expecting just the fucking hairdryer treatment, someone to scream. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he comes in and it scared the shit out of me because I was sitting like the next seat to the door and all yeah. I hear is the door open and he fucks the bag of footballs across the room. I don't know if he hit anyone. And he throws, and I never got, to, I must have jumped three foot in the air. I never got the bigger fright in my life. And he throws oh, the big bag of footballs across the room. I made a big smash. I don't know how he didn't hit anyone, but um, yeah, but that yeah, like that would that would have been good target like, practice. That's what he didn't hit, didn't hit anyone. It's good target practice. Yeah, good target practice. Right, he should have hit someone. Um, but yeah, like yeah. that's that's the man. I I always prefer them managers who just got riled up at half time when you're doing something wrong yeah. because. I think that's what you need. Like, what would that be? Like, in boxing before a fight, what is it like? It's it's calm and cool in the corner, really. That um, you know, it's you know, your hands are wrapped, the the head works done. You know, you've left no stone, and you, you feel like, you, and it, there should be feeling where you have left no stone unturned whatsoever. You've done everything in your power to do the best you can in training camp, whether it be eight, ten, twelve weeks of intense camp. You're, you've you've the weights cut, you've refilled, you've refueled, you've you, you've rehydrated. And you're ready to go in and you're ready to, to fight whatever three rounds, six rounds that, that can be amateur, even up to 12 rounds in the professionals. And it's all calm and collected. You know, sometimes, you know, there'd be, um, there'd be a really serious side to be no talking within the last few hours of there'd only be a slight talk of you between your coach discussing that last minute tactics and there'd be no other, no other talk at all. Or it could be complete, you know, calm and relaxed and cool as as i want my, my dressing room to be you know when i'm fighting i just want everyone to be calm and relaxed and just you know we know what we're ready to do we know what we're here to do you know we've done all the hard work and we know what we're ready to, to go in and do here and to get a, the job done and to come out with victorious but it's it's mostly calm and collected i've i've never seen someone get shit with a pre-fight and i i think it's actually it's never happened it's just you only get shouted at by the crowd, you know. It's just like some of the abuse that uh, boxers take. Like I remember I was listening to Michael Conlon on the Two Johnnies podcast, and he was saying, um, you know, he was first uh, professional fight in Madison Square Garden in the small room at the Hulu Theater, and some lad he was near the the left side of the ropes, 
and he was getting he was getting like the, the pressure piled onto him and thankfully the guy that he he fought he knocked out but anyways he was fighting him and some guy screams out hey Colin you're fucking shit and Colin heard that and he thought to himself oh no and he, he and then um, he, he went out and he, and he knocked the guy out in uh, six rounds but yeah like it'd be kind of you know it'd be it, like five rounds are fairly brutal but you know it's it's like it's it's just the game that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a tough. It's a tough game, in fairness. Um, right. I might. I might try and leave it there now, because I. Yeah. I have to talk too off. long. Shite, not too long. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, sure. Look, it was a good episode. Now that's yeah. episode three, is it? Yep. Not too bad. We, we missed last week because yeah, I, I was I was busy, but yeah. Yeah. No bother. We'll make up for it, sure. Right. No hassle. Right. Good luck. <laughs>